everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, thanks for making us part of your day. Gordon, we have more trade action in the NBA. Oh, man, tonight's going to be something special. Bit by bit. Uh, let's see, I'll, I'll read right, right from Woj's tweets. Atlanta has acquired the New, uh, New Orleans number four pick in the draft in exchange for number eight and 17 and 35 uh, Pelicans are sending Solomon Hill the number 57 pick and a future second round pick. Atlanta is also sending Cleveland heavily protected first round pick in 2020 uh, th- that they have. They're sending that pick to the uh, the Pelicans as well. Apparently Atlanta is pursuing Virginia's DeAndre Hunter with the number four pick. Mm. Um, yeah. So uh, Atlanta being aggressive once again. Um yeah, so the and more assets coming in exchange for the Pelicans who are continuing to parlay what they got for Anthony Davis. All right. Well, that's just and that's this is just the tip of the iceberg, man. If you're not in love with somebody at 4, this just totally makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And if you are in love, then I'd give 3 for 1. Right. So, uh there you go. They're the, the Pelicans, you know, the Pelicans are kind of fascinating cuz they're they're almost where the Jazz were after John and Carl both left, where Kevin O'Connor, remember, we was trying to rebuild on the fly mm-hmm. and not have a lot of down years, and he actually did it, which is amazing because you shouldn't be able to. But I think the Pelicans are, are they're able to make a push to be somewhat relevant this year. I don't know if they'll make the playoffs, but, I mean, you have some of those players together, and they're not going to be at the bottom of the league. No, I, I wouldn't expect them to. Uh, there are teams – like Memphis, who you think will hover at the bottom. But then the Pelicans, I mean, look at some of the talent they're going to have on that roster. Well, they're going to have a lot of young talent, that's for sure. But yeah, but they can grow together. Yeah, and Drew Holiday. You and I both like that guy. He's a he's a player. I mean, if if he can string some of this young talent together, if, if Brandon Ingram can somehow figure out a way to take the next step, and we hope that he's healthy and able to do that, um, then the, the Pelicans might be decent next and year. And their future isn't ruptured either because nope. they got all those draft picks. Right. So maybe it's working out all right in New Orleans for David Griffin as they uh, parlay that number four pick even uh, into even more uh, picks in this year's draft with, uh, with Atlanta. And uh, they, uh, they're looking to Atlanta taking Hunter, um, uh, DeAndre Hunter with that number four pick. So that's the latest news. All right, Gordon, we, uh, we need to mention this because it is a big story today. Oh, I thought that was the fire alarm again. Yeah, Yo, it is yeah. the fire alarm again? Oh, good. This is the second time this show the fire alarm's gone off. You know, and you always have that, well... We've been assured we're fine. Are we? How serious do you think that fire alarm is? You think now that it's gone off again that maybe they're just not telling us that we should get out of here? I I would guess it's more somebody's probably testing the system or there's some sort of malfunction. I loved uh, Lloyd's reaction the first time it went off. He placed a call and he said, 
is this something that I need to get out of the building for? And the guys are on the air, and, you know, should I just leave them on the air and 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 leave the building? He didn't uh, give much thought to our safety, did he? No, he was worried about number one. Yeah, he certainly was. Smart man, that Lloyd Cole. Yeah, I guess. Well, the uh, Did he at least confer with you, Adrian? I, funny. I wasn't allowed to leave either. You and I are doing the show, and all of a sudden, Adrian and Lloyd, gone. We're going to go Not ahead and word. evacuate, but you know what, guys? We've got to air something, so... Uh, Do your job. Keep going. All right, uh, this news today. Um, uh, Neil Pau, uh, junior receiver at BYU, uh, it's uh, Jay Drew reports from the Salt Lake Tribune, was arrested on a suspicion of DUI by BYU police just after midnight on June the 8th after he allegedly attempted to drive through a barricade, a barricaded road near the Smith Fieldhouse, according to an incident report. Um, he was given a breathalyzer uh, both at the scene and uh, at the, uh, the Utah County Jail. He had a blood alcohol content of 0.147, which mm. obviously is significantly uh, greater than 0.05, which is, uh, which is the law. Uh, Pau was very cooperative and told the officer he had consumed two jungle juices. And uh, for those not familiar, uh, jungle juice is a mixture of assorted alcohols and sugary drinks such as fruit juices or Kool-Aid, according to the report. Never had any of that. Jungle juice? Oh, uh, yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's a pretty big staple in most college campuses, yeah. Is it? Uh-huh. Sounds awful. Um, <laughs> it's, it's not really. It's... It should be more. Uh, the The point is, is you can you can uh, put an extreme amount of alcohol into the the batch, and then the sugary drinks cover up the I see. the the awful taste. Yeah, but um, it certainly shouldn't be operating a, a motor vehicle after consuming no. even two of those is uh, is too much. And obviously, he's this is a, a big mistake for a, a player that certainly was expected to play a role this year. Yeah, look, look people drink. If you couldn't drink, uh, he, he was not underage. He's 23. But don't get behind the wheel of the car. Uh, that's all. Don't do that. In BYU's case, uh, whether he'd been behind the wheel of a car or not, he, he might be facing some sort of action here, but uh, now he's going. he's got two hurdles to clear. Or, you know, sets of penalties to work through. And so we'll see where it goes from here. But I think they were counting on him to be a, one of the major targets for Zach Wilson this year. These cases are tricky, but, I mean, he made a dumb decision, and all we really can hope for at this point is that uh, he learns from it Indeed. and can put his life back on track and— uh, still accomplish what he hopes to accomplish, whether it's at BYU or, or somewhere else. Um, but uh, this is tough. He's going to pay for a, a really bad decision here, and um, we're glad nobody got hurt. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, you know, uh, like I said, hopefully he learns from it. And I, I'm a serious believer in, in second chances, and uh, you're probably going to have to pay his debt to society and probably have to work at it one way or another, but hope that comes for him, from him and he uh, uses this in motiva- as motivation in the right way. Yeah, according according to Jay's story, there he there he has no track record in this regard, uh, no record uh, as far as the courts go, uh, as a repeat offender or something like that. I, I I don't know, but that's what it is included in the report.
So don't want to dwell on it, but that is a story that is out there, and it will have an impact on the field for for the Cougars more than likely. We're not sure exactly what, but uh, he's going to have to deal with that, and yep. uh, hope hopefully he does uh, in the right uh, in the right manner. Here, here. Uh, big NBA day though. NBA draft. NBA draft coverage uh, begins officially at the top of the five o'clock hour. Matt Harpring is going to join us uh, coming up at four thirty. So stay tuned for that. We'll have the draft uh, covered for you. Top to bottom, uh, but uh, what do you think about uh, what do you think about that trade, Atlanta? I I like what Atlanta's doing, Gordon, as a as a franchise. And I was not a believer in Trey Young when they made that yeah. draft day blockbuster. He was fine last year, but that that is going to turn out well for them. Luka Doncic is is going to be great for Dallas too. So yep. that's one of those win wins. But he he looks like he's going to be a fine player, and they've got several good young players there to to build around. And obviously they they see something uh, in Hunter that the, that they want to move up for. But I I wouldn't count Atlanta out for maybe some free agent action too. I lo- I like the way they've uh, attempted to rebuild their franchise. I agree with that completely. And it will be fun from what I'm putting together here. This will be a fun team to watch develop in over the next five years. Should they're, be because mm-hmm. they're going to have good young talent. That, let's see where that takes them. And uh, I, I don't know. And they've still, like you said, they've got some maneuverability ahead of them. So if they can add there too, then okay, now you're in business. Absolutely. So we'll keep an eye on uh, what Atlanta uh, does there at number four. See, it's interesting the way they're doing it versus the way the Lakers are trying to do it. You know, acquire LeBron James. And then that doesn't work. So then you acquire Anthony Davis. Well, Atlanta can't do that. You know? They made a smart draft pick last year. All right. They've made now uh, they can build on that when you've got a point guard like a young guy like Trey Young, you can build around. Yeah, they've got a, a few nice, uh, nice pieces there. But uh, I, interesting, you bring up about how to build the team and team building and comparing those two. You, there's a lot of risk in the way that the the Lakers do it, but there's a lot of reward there too, which yeah. we've seen at that franchise, you know, over and over and over again. Whether it's acquiring Shaq. Or uh, Gasol, right? Uh, and it's it's really it's really worked for them. But the Knicks have attempted to operate in the exact same fashion, and it's been a complete disaster. You got to make the right decisions, and it's it's critical when it comes to to leadership. And what Atlanta is doing is is a lot like what the Jazz did. Um, Back even before Donovan Mitchell, is you develop these these assets and you you gather them and then you start to use them for you. All these young players on Atlanta are not going to necessarily be on the team in five years, but what do you do with them? What do you do with those assets? How do you acquire? And I think uh, to compare the situations, I think we're seeing a culmination in a sense with the Jazz acquiring Mike Conley as that final you know kind of big piece to make a push. You know, we've seen players come and go and develop in the Jazz, spend assets and acquire them, and it's it's all for a long-term direction. Well, if that's plan B, I like it better than plan A, you know, because you're kind of earning it, you know? I like the way the Jazz have to do it. I like the way Atlanta is trying to do it, uh, as opposed to like The Lakers sit around and they wait for other people to make mistakes uh, or not make mistakes, but they look for opportunities with other franchises after they've made mistakes. And because of where their team is, the legacy of that team, then they can 
make up for their own dumb decisions by bringing somebody in. How many teams can do that? Three? What three would that be? I mean, there's, there's, well, Miami, I guess, did it a little bit. Miami's done it. The Lakers have done it multiple times. Yeah. Maybe uh, Boston, maybe? But Boston has, has done a lot of internal development. Yeah. And then, you know, they, they used assets to get Kyrie Irving, assets that they had acquired in the, in the um, Paul Pierce deal with the, with the Nets. So a lot you of what they've done is Houston. old school. Houston, yeah. Houston tries. But actually, if you look back at Houston's titles, weren't those – I know Clyde Drexler joined the second year, but weren't those pretty much or pretty organic and self-developed players? Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. And then they were forcing it because Michael Jordan – was serving his baseball suspension. Playing double A. Who did he play for? The Barons? Wasn't that the yeah, name of the team? The, uh, was the team from North Carolina? What's that team called? Yeah, I can't remember. I think it was the Barons, though. Remember they they put like all those games on ESPN? It's like, come watch bad baseball. Come watch Michael Jordan strike out multiple times. Next on the Ocho. Uh, but but back to the the discussion. I don't think very many teams can can operate that way. And when the, it it makes it even more crucial that what you try has got to work. I mean, because we're seeing what happens when you try to do that sort of thing and be aggressive and go for the name players when it backfires with Chris Paul. We're seeing that kind of slowly fall apart without culminating in a well. I, it's even more punitive when teams like uh, uh, like the Jazz. Uh, don't strike it uh, using their acumen. It's doubly punitive because they can't make up for their mistakes by going and taking other people's players. Right. Like the other guys can. Like, well, there's a handful of teams that can, but the rest are sort of on their own. That's not fair, but neither is life. Uh, we're looking, uh, let's see here. It looks like another trade is uh, is coming in. Man, I love it that this has started al- already. Minnesota has traded number 11 and Dario Saric to Phoenix for the number six pick in the draft. Uh, let's see. Apparently, Minnesota was trying to get four and number five, but uh, now has finally moved to six. So Minnesota sees someone there. And uh, Phoenix picks up the number 11 and Dario Saric. So we were wondering. Now, that's really interesting because we were wondering who Phoenix was going to get uh, to play uh, point guard, right? Back with uh, Booker. Does this solve that issue for them? Or do you think they'd still be in play for, say, D'Angelo Russell? Uh, boy, that's a good question. I, I don't know the answer. Hmm. To that, so uh, Phoenix has already been uh, has already been active, and I guess Sarge not a point guard. Obviously, six ten, more of a more of a shooter. So sorry about that. So uh, Phoenix might still be in play for D'Angelo Russell. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, that's a team that uh, has been struggling for a long time now, and uh, they have a certain shooting guard down there who needs help. And uh, they're looking. I like it though. I like the activity. I don't care if you are spinning chairs around on the deck of a sinking ship. You know, at least you're trying. You're trying to make something happen. I like that. Man, I just wonder. Phoenix has such bad ownership. I wonder if they'll ever put it together. Speaking of making the right decisions and not and having them be costly. I don't know. I don't know what to think of the Suns, but D'Angelo Russell, according to many people, including our very own David Locke, has a, has a desire to go down there and play with uh, with Devin Booker. So, 
We'll see. We'll we'll see what happens. But you know, teams in the West they're not uh, they're not messing around. Gordon, that door is that door is you know swung open a little bit with Golden State, and I think a lot of teams out there are are thinking that they can step in and take advantage. Keep an eye on Dallas. I think Dallas with Doncic and Porzingis. I think they're going to be really active. Watch out for the Clippers. Well, if Kawhi goes to Clippers, I mean that's the that's the prize. Yep. I don't think I you know I think Kevin Durant will still get a max free agent deal, but I I think Kawhi Leonard is now the prize in free agency, and we'll see if he gets if he goes to the Clippers. How surprised would you be if Kawhi? Did a, a, a one and one or something like that with Toronto? Stayed with the Raptors to try and defend it short term, or do you think he's he's been dead set all along on LA? Well, that's uh, it's that's just a, I, I, I'm just guessing, but I think it'll be one or the other. Hmm. Uh, if I were him, I'd want to get settled somewhere. Get that guaranteed dough. Yeah, just settle in. Know and, where you're going to be. Yeah. I think there is some satisfaction in doing that, and he's already well, just—he's a defending champ now. Either way, well, the problem with those one-off deals too is that you're betting on your health, yeah, because that can can severely alter things. That was—and if he's really as concerned as he was over the last injury, and you would think that he would want to get all that wrapped up and taken care of, especially if he's going home again. That was really the the amazing thing about LeBron. Throughout most of his career, he's been so healthy, but it's been the whole reason he was able to really leverage things in Cleveland to always get what he wanted because he just signed these one-off deals because he wasn't worried about getting hurt. Mm -hmm. And then always looming in the background would be, well, if you don't do what I ask, you don't sign Tristan Thompson to a max extension. Well, I'll just go somewhere else. But he was never worried about getting hurt because he never got hurt. How many players fit into that category? That would have that kind of leverage if they did that? More than you'd think. You add in that component about never getting hurt, or uh, you get hurt this last year, but I mean, you know what I mean, through those years and going to the NBA Finals every year, regardless of what team he was playing on. It's, uh, right. It's the, um, it's, uh, yeah. There's one. He might be the only one who, who could else? actually. Well, that, and I, he might not even be able to do that anymore. I think other players would be capable of it, but would they take the risk like you're talking about? It's the reason why they we see them um, most often. These max players take the max amount of years. Okay, so how many play? I guess you let's ask this question a different way. How many players are there in the NBA where they are the most powerful employee of the entire organization? More than you think. That's what I. That's what I'm saying. Like if if. And I almost uh, I don't want to jinx things by bringing this up, but if Donovan Le- uh, Mitchell really wanted to leverage his influence with the with the franchise, I think he could do that. Do you think he's the most powerful person in the Jazz organization? Maybe not yet, but he's on his way. If that becomes true for the Jazz, then it would become true for any team that has a star player on it, because the Jazz traditionally have have centered their their power structure around ownership and management. And the Jazz have been one of the few fran- franchises that really have put their money where their mouth is on that. Mm-hmm. I mean, they traded Darren Williams. They didn't uh, allow Darren to uh, to leverage what they were doing. They ended up moving him. So maybe that wouldn't be the case for Donovan. But I It's think- kind of the blessing and the cursing of the NBA. You want superstars, right? You want to develop great players. But once you develop those great players, now you've got to sort of kowtow to them. Right. Well, I mean, look at the look at the Hornets with Kimball Walker. 
They're, they're going to, if if he truly wants to stay there, they're going to give him the Supermax. They should never give Kemba Walker the Supermax. That's ridiculous. He's not worth 35% of their cap. I mean, that's... So maybe it pays off to go to a, a, a substandard team somewhere where if you are good, you stand out in a very positive way and it makes you more powerful. And it... I mean, they're going to give him what he wants. They, uh, if he takes it, they're gonna, they'll give it to him because they don't want to lose their quote-unquote star player. And he's a borderline third-team NBA guy. Huh. Yep. So... That's just life in the modern NBA. Anthony Davis basically forced his way out of New Orleans a year and a half before his contra- uh, yeah. contract ended. And it turned out to only be a year. They moved on from him, but the second half of last year hardly counts. They played him 20 minutes a night because Adam Silver told them they had to. And now you see guys like uh, Chris Paul trying to demand a trade out of Houston. But Chris Paul is on the back end of his career. I don't know whether he carries that kind of power anymore. I, I saw something, uh, I, I, well, I saw something funny, a, a good take that I think might be kind of accurate for what's going on in Houston right now. So that, that news broke about Chris Paul demanding a trade and then Daryl Morey subsequently coming out and saying, oh, everything's fine. That's yeah. fake news. Hashtag fake news. Uh, well, how about that they floated what, uh, Chris Paul out to everybody? And according to Sham Sharania, even teams, Houston offered him basically for free, and those teams said, no thanks. And that this... Because uh, of the heavy contract. And Chris Paul backed off the, the, the trade demand. He said, no, I haven't demanded a trade and this sort of thing. It's because they're saving face because nobody wants to take him. All right, then. For free, according yeah. to Shams, that they said, "Hey, figure it out. Just, just please take this. Take this guy." Nobody wants to use up half their salary cap uh, space on a on a, a a player who used to be great. Yep, yep. And Houston stuck with them, and they're stuck with a problem in their locker room as well. All right, he is out on location. He is hanging out at Larry H. Miller Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram in Sandy, 10905 South Automall Drive. He's hooking folks up with free stuff and great deals on cars. He is the one and only Austin Horton. Hello, Austin. Hey, guys. Yeah, get on down here. LHM Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram, 10905 South Automall Drive in Sandy. Uh, I'll tell you about the deals they've got going on, but the deals I have for you, like Dan, Davin, Josh, Helen, and Russ, who have stopped in, anything on the table, it's yours. A jazz shirt, a jazz statue, tickets to the Utah Championship, a jazz hat, whatever you like. Then I'll also throw in what they're doing here for the month of June at the uh, LHM Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. How about a 2019 Jeep Wrangler Unlimited Sport 4x4? You lease that puppy for just $349 a month for two years, zero down. A 2019 Jeep Cherokee Latitude, $288 a month. How about a Grand Cherokee Laredo, $319 a month? Compass Latitude, $315 a month. Renegade Latitude, $279 a month. These are incredible deals, not to mention the used inventory that they have top flight used vehicles here at lhm chrysler jeep dodge ram in sandy specifically they've got a handful of cars under ten thousand dollars in their inventory for a low 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 mileage get in here while it lasts get your jazz stuff check out the deals they have make yourself happy in june it's all right here on 97.5 1280 the zone 
This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. Kalani Sataki, last year, you felt like, in terms of Tanner, maybe you didn't let him compete enough for the job. Obviously, I think we all anticipate Zach's going to be the guy, but how much do you want to make sure that he feels like he's getting pushed by those on that depth chart? I think it's important for every position to be at risk of losing their spot. Everyone needs to know that, that there's going to be someone coming after their spot. I mean, it's nothing that Zach or even his family, are, they're not expecting anything less than that. They want Jaron to try to come after Zach's spot. That only makes Zach better. The one thing I could say about Tanner is that when he did get beat out last year, he was awesome in the locker room and great in the position group in that meeting room. And it's because of his example and, and what A-Rod's done as a quarterback coach to allow these young men to really flourish and compete against each other, but also help each other become the best. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to three. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Check this out. Your home for Utah's best sports radio is right here on the Zone Sports Network. You're locked on to the big show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, happy draft day to everybody out there, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Also joining us in studio, going to be a big part of our draft coverage tonight, the television voice of the Utah Jazz one, Craig Bowler, Jack Bowler. Man, it's good to see you. Jake, good to see you. Gordon, I know you've got a lot of things to do tonight, so I decided to come in and just fill your, you know, I, I can't fill your shoes, but I'm here to help. Oh, well, you more than fill them, Bowler. And uh, draft night is always, tonight's a little different for the Jazz because the action seemed like it was yesterday, and I don't think any of us are anticipating any big jazz news tonight. I guess no. it could happen, but uh, but it's there's so much stuff happening it's tonight. It's busy that right it's now. It's going to be fun, and especially even if you are primarily a jazz fan, I'm telling you, you better keep an eye on what's going on in the West because uh, some agreed. of these teams are going to stack up. And it's going to be interesting to see compare. Well, you guys what? talked earlier. Golden State picked up a, a, a late second round pick, and you kind of scratch your head why. But at the same time, they need some bodies, uh, and also their cap situation is uh, is you know break the bank mentality. But yeah, it's uh, you know people are moving. Uh, Atlanta's very very busy right now. New Orleans, uh, you know, there are teams who maybe feel the same as the Jazz. Jake and Gordon that look maybe there's a break here in the east let's break that down for a second because look at the the problems that have occurred all of a sudden in Boston with Al Horford uh taking the free agent route and Kyrie has is has gone ghost as they said and no one's heard from him uh New York was upset, of course, that they couldn't get the number one pick in Zion. So, and KD's injury, that's busted up what was supposedly going to be uh, a KD Kevin Durant combo. So, I mean, I'd say it's going to be a busy night. I think a lot of teams f- feel there's an opening now in this league, both East and West, to make a move. All right, joining us now, let's get out to the Sprint special guest line. You can see him alongside Bowler on the Jazz broadcast, of course. Color analyst Matt Harpering with us on the big show on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Hi, Matt. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys doing today? Matthew, how are you? I, I hear Bowler. I, I hear his voice in, in, in my phone. I, 
Fuller, good to hear from you, man. It's I haven't heard from you in about a month. I thought maybe you were cringing when you heard my voice, but no, it's uh, <laughs> no, it's, man. Good, it's good to hear from you. Uh, summer league's around Absolutely. the corner, and then we'll be in camp and uh, a Mike Conley trade uh, if it all comes to fruition uh, on July yeah, how about 6th. It? Uh, it's going to be a dynamite backcourt. Yeah, I mean, I, I heard the news too, and I was. This is kind of what makes Jazz fans excited. It made me excited. You know, if it goes through. And you hope it does. I tell you, that's going to make for one heck of a backcourt. Hey, take it. Take me through. Take us all through how rosters, Matt, in your mind, uh, have to be put together now for especially this franchise because uh, you you have a sixty six million dollar alleged. You know, uh, that's what the the commitment will be over two years if this all comes together as it should 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 do. Uh, but, you know, the Jazz can't go over the cap, and we talked about this a couple of days ago, Jake. Again, I've been trying to educate myself more and more on capology, but, you know, you, you only go over the cap with your own players, and the Jazz have Derek Favors, and he's got $18 million if they, they, if they decide to pick up that, that, uh, uh, that last year of his deal. But how do you fill out the rest of this roster in your mind? You've got a mid-level exception, and then you've got some veteran minimums. Uh, and you probably aren't bringing back Tabo Epe. And you know that uh, Indiana now has their eye on Ricky Rubio. And, of course, the Jazz gave him notice uh, a few weeks ago they were not going to really pursue him. So how does this how does, in your mind, how does, this, how does this all come into play? Well, one, I think, you know, I think the Favors thing has to kind of figure itself out whether, you know, the Jazz are going to keep Favors on the books or, or not. You know, or whether you sign, you know, whether what you do with that money. I mean, that's that's a lot of money. And if you look at it, you know, obviously Favors and Gobert played very well together last year, and Favors was, you know, a, a, the best backup center in the NBA. But the other side of that is all Jazz fans know is that's a it's a high price to pay for if you're not starting Derek Favors at the four and you're bringing him in as a backup five. So it depends on where the organization where they want to go as far as. Do they want to get a four-man that's going to be a starter, or do they want to get it more of a of a Jay Crowder that comes in off the bench and then start Favors and Gobert? I think that's a decision that, to me, has to be made, and then you kind of build out from there. And you mentioned the, the mid-level exception. That's that's going to be a good player as well. Um, but then you got guys, you know, Ingles is, is obviously a big big punch. So, to me, they the roster looks good. I mean, I don't know if, again, the, the decision on favors and, and where they're going to go with that um, kind of has to be made. And then once that, then you kind of fill out the rest. And if you look at one through eight, you know, the Jazz, yeah, you can put it up there that they're they're pretty darn good, you know, and then they're going to compete. And they have to compete now because the Lakers are back in the show. Um, you know, and obviously when the Warriors get healthy, if they get healthy, depending on what they do with KD and Clay and uh, you know you you're never going to say they're out of the picture, but the West is tough, and it, you know you got to make moves like this and bring in a guy like Conley in uh, to compete and to stay in that playoff contention, and because you got other teams that didn't make the playoffs, like look at Dallas. I mean, Porzingis is going to be back, and you know they're going to try to make a move in free agency, and they might try to step up, and the Pelicans, and obviously, I mean, there's going to be some good teams pushing up on that playoff. And so for the Jazz to stay relevant, they made a huge move, blockbuster move to get in Conley, but now the rest, we'll see what happens. 
Matt Harpering with us, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Matt, uh, throughout your career, you played with some very dynamic point guards. So uh, if the, when Conley gets here, what's it going to do for Donovan Mitchell uh, to play with a guy like that? It's going to lessen the load on Donovan. There was times this year, Bowler, we were watching, where Donovan, it just felt like he was carrying the world on his shoulders. Yeah. And it, that wears on you at times. Um, and I think with Conley, there's times – even when you're a great player that you need help as far as, you know, decision-making, as far as creating and as far as shot-making. And I think Conley gives you that um, on the side of, you know, he can run a pick-and-roll. He's been doing it very well for a lot of years. I mean, the guy averaged 21 points last year, um, doing a very good job and over six assists. So, I mean, he can pass. He, uh, he certainly, you know, a player. He's never made an all-star team, but he's that all-star caliber type of player. He's a good defender, though, and I think that's also going to help as well. Um, when you look at the backcourt, I think Donovan's a pretty good defender. He's only getting better. But now he doesn't – Conley can be on that best guard, whether it's a point guard or two guard, and really irritate him. And I think uh, that might free up Donovan as well to, to preserve some energy too. So I, I just think it's a good move. Hey, Matt, I'm curious. Uh, are you a believer that the door is open with uh, the situation that hit Golden State in the finals, Durant – uh, Clay. Then yeah, let's switch to the East, and you know the East well as as well because you, your home is in Atlanta, and the Hawks are very aggressive right now, uh, trying to to continue to improve that team that intrigues me. But also, what's your gut on how open the East is now that Boston seems to be in disarray? Uh, we were just talking before we came on with you that you know Kyrie's just disappeared. Al Horford opted out. And also, New York was very disappointed they didn't get Zion as the number one pick. You know, and now KD's hurt, and the Kyrie Durant combo isn't going to happen. So I, I, it just seems yeah. to me like both the East and the West, good time to make some moves. Oh, it's it's the best time that I've seen in quite some time to make a move and to, to have a legit chance. I, I think there's a lot of teams that are just like Utah right now, saying, "Hey, this is our chance. This is our year. Let's make a bold move." Because you're right, Golden State might not be right next year. And if Golden State's not right next year, the West is open. You know, you look at Toronto, if, Ka- if Kawhi leaves, then they're not right. And, yeah, Milwaukee was the number one team in the East, but, you know, they proved in the playoffs that they're beatable. Uh, unless Giannis, you know, gets that three-point shot and he becomes an even better player than he was last year. Uh, but you've got Middleton opting out. We'll see if they sign him to a long-term deal. But, yeah, with Boston <laughs> – Tyree leaving, Horford leaving, that's wide open. That's, you know, every year you go into the year, you're saying, okay, in the East, you got these two teams or three teams. I remember going into your last year that people were saying Boston, Philly, Toronto, Milwaukee all had a shot. Um, so there's four teams in the, in the East that you really thought had a legit shot. Everyone else, not so much. In the West, you know, you had everyone talking about Golden State and Houston. That, that's where the, all the buzz was. Um, Last year, you know, Houston, no telling what they're going to do. You know, whether that Chris Paul situation with Harden is true or not. Um, you know, but they had some kinks in the armor, too, when they played against Golden State. And, um, you know, and with those guys down with KD and, you know, Clay Thompson coming back from injury, it, it, this is the time if, if I was the Jazz and if I was any other team, this is the, what I what we just talked about saying in, in the boardroom saying hey let's let's make our move let's let's try it let's do it Matt how does uh, you were talking earlier about Mike Conley and how he would help improve other players games how does he make Rudy Gobert's job at the offensive end easier 
Well, you're getting a premier passer, you know, a guy that is used to running pick and roll. So you put Rudy in the pick and roll. Uh, you know, again, it's that situ- it's it's the system that Coach Quinn has is you want three guys that can handle it. You want three guys that can at any given time can can put you in a pick and roll. So if you got Ingles on the court, you got Donovan on the court, you got Conley on the court. All three of those guys can run the pick and roll at a random time. It's one thing when you know the pick and roll is coming. You're at the top of the key and the guy's dribbling for five seconds, and here comes Gobert. Well, the defenses usually are able to load up and, and get prepared for that. But when you have three ball handlers on the court, and all of a sudden you get Gobert to set some random screens on the pick and roll, and then you got three guys that can read the defense that are willing passers and unselfish, it's going to be so hard to guard this team because um, you got finishers and you got passers. Matt, the draft is tonight. What do you think about Zion Williamson? I love him, as everyone else in America does. You know, I, I flew up to watch a, a Duke game this year when they played Georgia Tech, and uh, just to get my eyes on him live, um, I wanted to see if he was as tall and as big and as athletic, and he was. <laughs> I mean, he's he's a big man that can jump off the floor. I've never seen uh, a guy his size with the explosiveness on his second, really his first jump too, but his second jump and how quickly he can get off off the ground. It's 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 impressive. He's a good shot blocker. He's going to obviously have to work on his game uh, at the NBA level. He's going to have to become a shooter uh, more than, than just jumping over people and just being more athletic than other people. But uh, the way he runs the court, his fans are going to get excited to see him like you know LeBron was in his prime. I'm not saying he's not anymore, but when LeBron was playing Miami and they got the ball on a break, kind of everyone kind of kind of went to their feet or they they raised their back off their chair to see what's going to happen. And that's that's what you're going to get with Zion. Every single time he touches the ball in the open court, people are going to raise up out of their seat and kind of just watch and see what he's going to do. Hey Matt, before we cut you loose, I'm just curious what you think if you went inside the head of Donovan Mitchell. Uh, in the last 24 hours, what do you think he's thinking and what kind of uh, – he's got to be smiling, but also you made the point earlier, some of that pressure is off his back and he understands the floor is going to be open. So much, Bowler. I mean, it, it, when you get to play with good players and great players, it just it makes life easier for you when you're a great player or a good player. It just does. I mean, some people think, like, oh, he's not going to get the ball as much in the shots. No, it, the attention span uh, on the scout reports – when you played against the Jazz, was stop Donovan, stop Donovan. Well, they can't always do that now. When you have a 21-point player coming in um, that can handle the ball, that can really uh, shoot threes and make, you, you can't spend the entire scouting report on Donovan Mitchell anymore. I mean, you got to spread it out. And it's only going to make, like I said, life easier on Donovan. I'm sure he was sad to see, and I'm not saying, you know, maybe they try to sign Ricky. I, I'm not sure, but I, if they – they're friends, right? Right. And, and a great, you hate to see you know what, guys Matt, go and a great teammate, right? He, he was a great mentor for Donovan at the right, right time in his career. Right. And so, you know, I, that, there's a part of that where you're getting on the personal side where you, you do, and I've been in the locker room before where you've had friends that, you know, aren't on the roster the following year, and that, that, that hurts. And But you do know it's the NBA. You do know that every team's trying to improve every year. You know that the lockers, the names above the lockers are going to change pretty much every year that's just the, that's just the nature of the business and so i'm sure donovan's like ah ricky you know you're my you're my guy and they still be buds but i i know down deep donovan there's a little sigh of relief there knowing that um the the defender guarding that point is going to have to guard the three-point line as opposed to just sagging the paint and wait 
Matt, thank you so much for coming on and uh, giving us great breakdown. We appreciate it. All right, guys. Enjoy. See you soon, Matty. Thanks, Matt. Matt Harpering, color analyst for Craig Bowler, Jack. Man, when, he first, when he first heard Bowler's voice, it was almost like he was having a nightmare or something. Yeah. <laughs> We should, we should. Not again. <laughs> no. no. It's, it's, it only, it's only June. <laughs> it's only June. How many years have you and Matt been together well, I think now? this is number 10 for him, mm. 15 for me. Hard to believe. Wow. Hard to believe. Big T's in the mix uh, again this year. And, uh, you know, Matt's in Atlanta. He's got the five kids growing up uh, as quick as a whip. And, and Big T's uh, in the house as well. So there'll be some shared duties. But enjoy both of them. Uh, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll be excited to see what direction this franchise continues on. I mean, with Donovan in the house, and uh, as it looks like Mike Conley joins this team officially on the 6th of July, then – You've got yourself a dynamic, savvy, savvy backcourt in the Western Conference. Gordon, we're going to cut you loose and uh, have you I'm cruise. I'm going to stick around for the non-sports. Oh, you, you are. Something. No, I just don't want you guys. I mean, I, Screw I, it I, up? I, yeah. Is that, just yeah. say it. Yeah, I don't want you guys messing up the non-sports report. So... You're going to stick gonna, around I'm and you're going to do it. I'm dedicated, then... Jake. I mean, you must, it must be a pleasure to come to work. What a day. guy. What a, what a great what guy. What a guy. Are you serious? The best, the best co-host on the planet. Wow. Going to do a segment you know what he loves do? to do. Coming he's, up doing, next. He's, doing, he's doing the non-sports non -sport, non report and then going over to the ZBBC for the draft and do hopefully a column for – I mean, it's unbelievable. And, you know, as a sheer coincidence, they have food over at the ZBBC, and we don't have it here. Oh, so, we don't? That's yeah. interesting. I mean, strange how, how, how that happened. How does that work? I don't know. It should be catered here. You would think so. Do you think you could Uber back something for us? No, Gordon, you should just stay. You don't need to, have, you don't need to eat. You don't need any food? Come on. Uh, you want me to stay or you want me to go fetch food for you? Which <laughs> Both, you I guess. <laughs> Not Sports Pork coming up next. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone. The Utah Jazz just found their point guard. Conley gets it back from Temple. Open right wing three. Ring it up. Put three on the board. Wow. Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, and now Mike Conley. Kapow! The NBA season can't get here soon enough. Your exclusive home for the Utah Jazz is right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Oh, hey, guys, the big show here to talk to you about Men's Health Month that's going on right now in the month of June. And The Zone is partnering with University of Utah Health Centers uh, to help you stay healthy. We're going to talk today about men in their 40s. Gordon, did you know that heart disease is the number one killer of men who are 45 to 54 and that one in four men in America die of heart disease? That's scary. Yeah, and I knew I knew the numbers were high, but uh, that is that is scary. Uh, how does this happen? Uh, men in their forties see an increase in family finances and career responsibilities, which can cause a massive increase in stress. Regularly exercising, yoga, Gordon. I think you might need to get yourself into some yoga. Hot yoga. Uh, hot yoga, uh, whatever. I just I if hot yoga is only for Chester shadows. That's true. <laughs> Somebody needs to film it if you choose to do oh, it, though. I, I, I'll volunteer. Yeah. <laughs> I would volunteer to see that. I'll, I'll, yeah, we walk in. 
You want to see me go uh, sweat with a bunch of hot women? Is that what you want? Whoa, where did this go? Left turn. Seriously. Oh, you said Chester. Uh, meditation can also help to lower stress levels and avoid heart disease. Lead the life you want to. Visit uofuhealth.org slash men to schedule your appointment today. Make the switch to Sprint today and get Sprint Unlimited Plus. It's full of features you love at a price you'll love. All on the network built for Unlimited your attention please you're locked on to the big show on 97.5 1280 the zone and the zone sports network big show 97.5 1280 the zone gordon monson jake scott craig bowler jack hanging out as well time for the not sports report brought to you by the lhm used car supermarket over 1,000 used vehicles in inventory shop online at lhmusedcars.com we'll officially kick off our draft coverage coming up at the top of the five o'clock hour but until then gordo where are we going today i've got two stories the first one is a feel good and the second one is just kind of interesting mm-hmm. okay the first one is, do you remember, did you see James uh, Holzhauer, the Jeopardy champion? Oh, yeah. He uh, won like 32 straight uh, games of Jeopardy, and he pocketed nearly, nearly three mil. 2.462 That's nice. million. Boy. Well, apparently he is participating in a the Chicago area pancreatic cancer walk, and he's donating some of his winnings in Alex Trebek's name. Cool. I saw that That's today. That's awesome. Yeah. Is that not? Yeah. I thought that was cool. And so. he's he's made a turn for the better, right? Hasn't he yes. made some progress? I think that his prognosis has improved. I mean, at one point, I'm, I don't want to misspeak, was it stage three to four? It was right. very mm-hmm. – the prognosis was not good, but he's – uh, he's made an incredible turnaround. That's awesome. Yeah, that's that's good. That's good. So the guy with the big brain has a big heart too. Cool, cool. <laughs> All right. And my second story is just kind of should I dedicate this to uh, Tony Parks? It is a story about a man who has opened a restaurant slash bar in New York City. There is a catch though. You've got to be five foot seven or shorter to get Tony in. is about five one, five two. Oh man, what? I like standing next to Tony. It makes <laughs> me feel better about my size. I love that drop, Randy Ray. The, uh, pla- the, the place is called Tiny's. Oh, you, what oh. is the? Oh man, you have to be all five seven Set, or shorter. Five seven and shorter. Oh, to come what's, in. What's like the the purpose of that? Well, the man who started it, his <laughs> name is Lewis Beecher. Uh, he himself is rather petite, and he said that the whole th- idea stems from a tr- the trauma of his childhood uh, when he would go to amusement parks and he wouldn't be allowed on rides because he wasn't tall enough. So now he's turning the table on all the taller people saying, <laughs> no, you can't come in. Wow. He said. Wow. He's the big man. He said, what if the tables turned and people were denied access to fun attractions just because they were too tall? He said, I've been dreaming about getting revenge on taller people for half a decade now, and it feels so sweet to finally make that happen and rub it in their big faces. 
isn't that like a safety thing? Like, don't go on this roller coaster yeah, so you don't get decapitated? Yeah, right. Yeah, because when you put the shoulder uh, brace on or the shoulder safety, <laughs> it, the kid can't even, he'll slip right through it. Well, then change them, right? <laughs> Make them adjustable or wow. something. I don't know. I, so, so he's got tinies. Is he 5'7"? I guess so. Yeah. He's the biggest man. He's good. He's the biggest man in the building. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. Do you think Tony harbors that kind of uh, bitterness towards uh, taller people? Yeah. Tiny Tony. Because the, wow. Jeez, oh. we're not come making. Uh. We're not calling people names, Gordon. What are you doing over there? <laughs> I like guy, standing next to Tony. This it makes me feel better about my size. This guy's name is Tiny. That's a, that's the name of the establishment. Jeez. Go, leave it to Gordon to make it personal. Oh, my phone's I'm, ringing. It's I'm not Tony. making it personal. It's Tony. Tony. It's Tony Parks. Oh, I, Bless his little heart. <laughs> oh, no, I love it. I love Tony. What are you doing? I'm kidding around. Come on. Tinies can't come in if you're five, eight and a half. All right. Joining us now, he is live. Larry H. Miller Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram in Sandy. You He's can, not tiny. You can hear him. Oh, man. Oh. You can hear him with Tony Parks from 10 to noon. I've been tall. Gordon went for a twofer. Wow. It just hurt You're right. I'm not tiny. Left <laughs> and right. Austin Orton is with us now. Hi, Austin. Hey, uh, how's geriatric Gordon doing today? Oh, is he in there? Good job, Does he Austin. need his meds or what, what's, the, what's the situation here? I don't so. take meds. Maybe that explains everything. Well, that may be the answer there. No, we're we're having a lot of fun, and despite Gordon's best efforts here at 10905 South Automobile Drive at Larry H. Miller Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram in Sandy, big or tall, small or giant, you can come on in here and get a vehicle for you and your budget uh, for a really screaming deal, including the 2019s are flying off the, the lot here, and for good reason. Like the Dodge Durango GT all-wheel drive lease for $4.99 a month. The Jeep Grand Cherokee Laredo E. That E stands for, by the way, stands for economy for the gas mileage. That's the one you want. Lease for $3.19 a month, 60 months, $0 down. In fact, all of these are zero down. Wrangler Unlimited Sport, three forty nine a month, forty eight months zero down. Latitude Plus from Jeep Cherokee, four by four, two eighty eight a month for forty eight months zero dollars down. Here at LHM Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram is Sandy. They have non commissioned sales staff, so you know that they have your best interest in mind, not their own. Uh, profit. So get in here. LHM Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram in Sandy. You can also check them out at LHMDeals.com. Better yet, come on in. 10905 South. Get yourself some jazz t-shirts, some uh, tickets to the Utah Championship while they last. 10905 South, Automall Drive. More of the big show up next here on The Zone.